Hey everybody, welcome to His Chosen Child Podcast. I'm your host, Camilla Sloan Howard, and today um, we're going to be talking about the stronghold of sexual immorality. And this is something that's like very, very common, something that I myself struggle with um, for many years. So this is coming from a place of... Um, understanding because I know how it is I know how it feels to be ensnared and trapped in you know sex sins but we're gonna talk about what God has to say about that today and so I kind of broke this down into four sections four like main you know because it's I'm pretty sure it's more ways to be sexually immoral but we're just gonna cover fornication today which is premarital sex having sex outside of marriage pornography and masturbation which they kind of most of the time go hand in hand and um homosexuality and which is like you know having sex everybody knows most people know homosexuality being gay or whatever is a having sex with the same gender as you and uh, adultery, which is having sex with somebody other than your spouse when you're married. So we're going to cover, this is not, you know, what I think about it. I'm giving you um, scripture on these things, what God has to say about it. And also kind of, you know, society's views of it and, you know, also my personal experience concerning some of this stuff but fornication people have society and you know the world and you know culture has completely normalized having sex outside of marriage it's like normal now like the world actually promotes it and you know People have to realize that sex is a God-given desire and, you know, that's normal. But it also has, you know, a sacredness to it that has lost its value because the way that the world just sexualizes everything. Sex is everywhere. It's like even targeted towards children. It's all over social media. It's all in movies. It's all in music. Everything is so vulgar and so just sexually inappropriate. Like even with children's shows and children's movies, it's just like so perverted. But um, there ha- there's a proper value and it has been completely sabotaged. Um, but marriage was initially created by God for the intimacy and procreation between a husband and wife, a man and a woman. And today, sex is just something that you do when you just feel like doing it. Like, it's just, it's supposed to be just like, you know, a part of growing up, a part of life. You know, most people, once they hit the teenage years, it's just like, be free to do you, be sexually liberated, just go have sex with, you know, whoever you feel attracted to or 
some people even do it for money and you know all different reasons but um I lived in fornication I started having sex at um, 16 and that it honestly that opened the door for me to a lot of, after I decided to start having sex and that's one of the traps like you know it feels good and you know it's everywhere and some people even pressure you into doing it and you know even your peers or maybe you know men or boys you know that you might be dating might pressure you into it but it opens the door because there's a but there really are repercussions and consequences yeah that's the word i suffered a lot of consequences once i started to have sex that i didn't have to you know experience before then but as far as what god has to say about this um i'm just gonna read a few scriptures because i feel like all of these are relevant and i know it might be a lot but i just want people to realize the severity of sexual immorality is not a small thing it's not just you know something that God kind of like overlooks or it's just like, you know, just because the world has made it seem so okay to do. I just want y'all to realize how God views this, you know, shacking up and being in a relationship with a person, living together and y'all not married, y'all living in fornication or you just being promiscuous, just having different sexual partners and moving from this one to that one. And I'm talking about men and women boys and girls, young adults or whatever, teenagers, it's still all um, viewed the same in God's eye. And I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures. So in 1 Corinthians 7, 2, it says, Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. So that goes to show you... Um, who sex was meant for a husband and a wife okay corinthian um colossians i'm sorry colossians 3 5 through 6 therefore put to death your members which are on the earth fornication uncleanness passion evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry because of these things the wrath of god is coming upon the sons of disobedience so I just want y'all to realize like those types of lifestyles are, you know, going against God's um, principles and his order of things. And he does, you know, consider it disobedient. And there are repercussions and wrath to follow when you walk in it. I'm sorry, people don't like to hear this type of stuff, but I have to keep it real, y'all. I have to tell y'all the truth about everything because you know, the world ain't going to tell you the truth. They're going to coddle you. They're going to make you feel like, yeah, they're going to actually try to push you into it. So I'm here to just tell y'all the truth about everything. And I'm not saying this from a, um, a standpoint of like, you know, I'm trying to condemn you. I'm just trying to give you truth in love because I didn't, when I was walking in it, I didn't really realize the severity of it all and the consequences that follow. But we're going to get into that in a minute, the consequences. Um, Hebrews 13 and 4 says, Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. 
Matthew 15, 18 through 19. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Ephesians 5 and 5 says, For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, or covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance of the kingdom of Christ and God. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3-5 For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God. So in the sanct especially if you're a Christian in the sanctification process, you have to abstain from this. You have to be put away from these things. And now your vessel is God's and you have to honor that. Um, you, you cannot walk in the passion of lust, like as if people, like the same way that people who don't know God do. Then in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, it says, flee, flee from it, run away from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside of the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. So yeah, that's, those are some, some really good ones. They kind of give you just like the, um, how critical, you know, sexual immorality is. It's not a joke. It's not a game. Um, pornography, this is another huge one. Um, and most of the time, you know, there's masturbation that goes along with it. And it's just a very ungodly desire. Um, pornography can really entrap you in um, cycles. And the, those cycles can also bring on shame cycles. So you have like this addiction um, to watching pornography or, you know, masturbating. And it also, it will have you like hiding. And I know a lot of people, even women, cause most people think that this is something that only men deal with, even though it's like a pandemic, like it's an epidemic, not a pandemic. It's an epidemic just in, in, life like it's so many men entrapped in the cycle of um watching pornography and I even know well I actually knew I had a friend personally um some years ago who she was I had never seen it before but she you know even as a female was addicted to watching pornography so I'm pretty sure like if it's it's a problem for men. It's probably equally as a problem for women, but um, it's perverted and it's twisted. It, it twists the sacredness of sex and it's just filthy um, because like some of the stuff that the people are doing on there, it's just disgusting and um, it can really entrap you and it can cause like sexual addictions. Um, it can mess up and hinder your ability to be affectionate it creates sex addictions and compulsive watching you know you compulsively have to watch it 
and that can also create shame you know because you're having to hide it and you know keep it away from people even people in marriages um you know or slaves to pornography like even in marriage they have to go sneak off and go watch it and and uh you know try to hide it and be ashamed when it's exposed and it, it's just really um it's, it it defiles your view of the opposite gender and it's very lustful and it's very self-seeking and um it it gives you it, it can it can also like twist and pervert your thought process and give you invasive thoughts like just randomly it can just like completely um it can like really taint your your thoughts just like your regular you know function of your mind and your brain and the things that just fall into your head like it can it can even affect that so um the scriptures that reference um you know it doesn't specifically reference pornography but in a nutshell pornography is basically just lust so um these scriptures are you know in reference to that romans 6 19 i speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh for just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness so when you when you are ensnared by watching pornography and masturbating you're basically presenting your your body as a slave un, of uncleanness and lawlessness and it, and it leads to even more uncleanness so it's just a horrible horrible cycle so i would just admonish anybody who isn't um you know struggling with this thing to not even like it get don't even dabble in it or or you know be tempted to look at it ever because it can really create huge problems for you first john 2 16 through 17 for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world and the world is the world is passing away and the lust of it but he who does the will of God abides forever. So if you're following after your flesh, what feels good to you, um, what cravings your body, you know, is is giving you, and you know, going after what your eyes can look at and you know what your eyes can be enticed by, it's not of God and it's it's gonna pass away. And you're gonna pass away, which like basically saying die, uh, you know, and being trapped by death. You're gonna go right along with it because it's of the world and it's not godly. So I would just, you know, there are ways to get free from that. There are ways and there are practical things that you can do. If you're stuck in it, there's freedom, so. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. Um, Proverbs 6.25 says, Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids. 
So basically, even though the Bible is referencing a woman, this this can go for a man too. Do not let him entice you um, with his beauty. And it's just like, you know, you have to be very protective of your eye gate. You know, be very protective of like what types of movies you're watching because some of that stuff is legit soft porn. Like they might not be like, you know, hardcore having sex, but some of it is just basically almost the same thing. It's just very uh, inappropriate. So you have to be mindful of like what you watch online, you know, watching videos of people twerking and watching TV shows, people, you know, um, getting intimate on camera. It's just very, um, it's all kind of like the same thing, you know, it's different levels of how raw it can be. But at the same time, it still creates weaknesses in people. It can still entice people and lure them and leading them into even more, you know, perverted things. And it's just, it's not a good thing to do. It's like you're opening yourself up to worse when you even give it. Cause if you give the enemy an inch, he's gonna take a mile. So he's gonna try to drive that thing and have you go as far as he can get you to go as possible. When you just even, you know, dabbling in it a little bit, or you might think like, oh, it's just a movie. It's just a show. It's just a, a video on Instagram. It's just, you know, it's not like, you can't play with that type of stuff. Cause the enemy, he is, he don't, he ain't playing no game. So, Y'all, y'all really have to take it serious and, you know, protect yourself from this stuff because it's everywhere, literally. Um, Matthew 5, 28 through 30 says, But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right eye causes you to sin, cut it off. I mean, I'm sorry. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast in hell. That's just how serious, that's how deep it is, you know. It's basically telling you, not literally, but it's saying, like, do whatever you have to do. If it means plucking out your own eye and cutting off your own hand, do it. If it's going to keep you and save you from going down and be cast into hell for, you know, for masturbating or for... uh watching pornographic images like if if plucking out your eyes and cutting off your hand is going to stop you from doing it do it basically do whatever you have to do to free yourself from that is this is that crucial um another topic that's very it's just like it's sweeping the earth like i just literally can see it with my own two eyes literally how homosexuality is like everywhere like all these things are a major problem like they're they're everywhere like i said it's like an epidemic and homosexuality is included it's just like the world is literally encouraging 
and influencing people and almost like wanting them and like cheerleading them on to be gay. And it's so popular and it's, it's so accepted. It's, it's to be, you know, supported and encouraged. And it's literally a spirit. It's a spirit. All these things are, you know, operating out of the demonic realm and are um, being operated out of demonic spirits that latch on to people. And, um, you know, I see homosexuality in children, um, being pushed on to children, being encouraged, you know, for children to embrace this. Um, I see it, you know, in the young people, older people. It's just like every, it's just so many people are, you know, going homosexual these days. And it's just like, it's just, it's everywhere. Like, it's just, society encourages it. But it's actually the fruit of rebellion against God. Because once you put in your mind that you're not going to go, you're not going to live your life according to God's principles and his, his ways, then homosexuality can be a fruit of that. Once you rebel against him, it's just like, it's, it's just like, you you're just all inclusive like nothing is exempt like everything is like a free-for-all you do what you want to do and you know that opens up the door for those um homosexual um desires to just flourish when you go against god it's just like you just going again you're just going for self self-will what you want to do what you're feeling like and you can't trust that once you start following after your lust, what your lust is telling you and what your selfish desires are telling you, you do get caught up in homosexuality. Um, and I know that same-sex attraction, it's not, I've, I don't believe that, you know, if you're passively tempted by, you know, same-sex attraction, then that's just a struggle that you have. That's probably just a weakness that you have. The enemy plays on people's weaknesses. He'll try to pull you in. And he'll try to like set up situations where you're tempted. But if you're passively just being tempted and that's a struggle for you, God will enable you and give you the power if you seek him and go after him to overcome. He always makes a way of, of escape for people when they're being tempted. But to be actively in it and, and actively you know, having homosexual relationships and sex, that's where the sin is. And um, it's its just, I, I believe that the Jezebel spirit is, is what people are operating in when they are gay because um, that spirit has a lot of, and I, I don't mean to offend people, but I have to just speak truth. Um, that spirit is a spirit of perversion and the Jezebel spirit operates in sexual perversion and, you know, um, yeah, same sex lust. That's kind of like what it, what, where it stems from. And that's that spirit that people are, um, being consumed by and, and oppressed by, and sometimes even possessed by. 
and it just warps your identity and it is very unnatural you know god did not create us to um yoke our bodies up with the a person of the same gender as us it just goes against nature it goes against um procreation it goes against um your identity and your self-view and um i understand that you know some people can um be born with that spirit because you know there's different ways that spirits enter in in the womb and down in the lineage and you know stuff can get passed down that way but like i said before if that's something you know if that's a weakness if that's an attraction and that's something that you have to struggle with that doesn't mean follow it and um it says that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked who can know it so you don't just go after what your heart is telling you to do if i went after every single little thing that popped into my mind that i felt i wanted to do i'd probably be dead right now i probably would be dead probably or on my way to, to to death so you just can't follow just because you feel away does not mean go after it but what i can say that helps is when you completely surrender your life to christ you completely go after God, he'll start to give you the desires of your heart. He'll start to change what you want. And even if, you know, that's still, um, same sex attraction is still something that tries to get you to fall into. He will literally, that's what it is. Like when, when he adopts us and we, when he saves us, he saves us from ourselves. He gives us the power over sin. So when he gives you, when when you completely just, you know, turn your life over to him and let him take control, he will enable you supernaturally to overcome those desires. You don't have to be enslaved by it. Just because it's something very strong and dominating that you feel within does not mean that you don't have the power to overcome it. How do you think people of all different other sins get free when they get saved, when they turn their lives to Christ, when they trust in him and and in his grace? Through his grace, you can overcome anything. We have the power to trample on serpents. So it's nothing that's too hard for him. He can uh, he can actually give you the ability to overcome it. I know so many people, and I've seen so many testimonies of people who were homosexual for years, who got free, and um, who God gave them the ability to overcome. So there is hope and there is freedom from that. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers or extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. So it says plainly, homosexuals. They will not inherit the kingdom. So you can't let that desire drag you to hell. You know, just because you feel it does not mean you have to dedicate your life to it and just go after it and live in it and be ensnared by it. 
You have to get free. And God gives us the tools and the um, ability by his spirit and his grace to overcome stuff like that. Um, Leviticus 20.13 says, If a man lies with a man as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Leviticus 18.22, You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. So I don't understand. Like, you know, there's, there is um, a deceitfulness that comes with sin. Sin will literally deceive you. It will blind your mind. It won't give you the ability to see truth. So when people say the Bible, show me in the Bible where it says that being gay is a sin. Show me in the Bible where it's not right to be gay. I don't understand why even some people who have read the Bible, they can't see that. Like those scriptures clearly tell you plainly that homosexuality is an abomination and that you won't inherit the kingdom of God and that it is sin and you shall not do it. It clearly states it several places. So, um, the deceitfulness of sin is really, really tricky. The enemy is so um, crafty in the way that he deceives people. And I'm not saying that God doesn't love you and he hates you because a lot of homosexual people feel targeted because they really feel like they don't have any control over this. And just like I mentioned fornication and I mentioned pornography, um, homosexuality is all lumped into one. It's all sexual immorality. Um, and God doesn't like any of it. Sexual immorality as a whole is, um, is disobedience toward God and it's sin in his eyes. So, you know, I'm not coming up against you know, homosexual people. I understand it's a real thing. It's a real struggle. Um, all I'm saying is don't be deceived. Don't be fooled into believing the lies that Satan is whispering in your ear that you're stuck that way. You can't get out or that I'm implying that God doesn't love you or any of that. He loves us all. Wow. It says <laughs> while we were yet sinners, he died for us. So he died for you as a homosexual. He died for me as a fornicator. He died for us all while we were stuck in the midst of what we were stuck in. So he loves us all. And he it's not his will that no man shall perish, but all shall come to repentance. The fornicator shall come to repentance. The, the porn addicted person shall come to repentance the homosexual and the adult, the adulterer. So, um, he doesn't want to see any of us perish in our sin and be consumed by our sin and by the tricks and, and the lies of the enemy. Um, then there's, uh, Romans 1, 26 through 27. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men 
leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another, man with man, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. So it's basically saying that homosexuality is, um, uh, you're leaving, basically you're forsaking the natural use of your body as a woman and going against nature, hooking up, linking up, yoking your body up with the same sex. And you're burning in your lust for one another. And you have basically been given up to vile passions. Those things are vile, according to God's word. So um, I would just admonish everybody who is entrapped into that thing to just not say, oh, oh well, this is how I was made. I can't control this. I have no um, control or say so over this thing. This is just who I am. And you're just standing on it. And basically you have just um, made a covenant with the sinful lifestyle. You have to break free. And I know several people and even young people who are deceived into believing, you know, that that's the lifestyle they should live. This is the way I should go. This is how I was made. Just because the world is saying that it's okay and saying, yay, you be proud, you're gay, you know. No, you have to go by what your creator is saying about that. So I would just, I would just say, try to seek him for freedom and seek him for truth concerning it. Um, Adultery, um, this is when, you know, a married person, um, a wife or a husband decides that they want to break the God binding covenant that they made with their spouse. And now they want to just go out and have sex with somebody else other than their spouse. And that completely sabotages the purpose of marriages being representations of Christ in the church. Um, the enemy, he just comes up with all these little tricky ways to defile and to pervert and to sabotage God-ordered things. And um, it's just another tool of deceit that he uses for people to give up the purity of their marriage. And it also defiles the bed. It just... The marriage bed is supposed to be undefiled. But if you step out of that marriage and you go and you um, commit adultery with somebody else, you have defiled your own marriage bed. And um, God, it says, it, it, it goes outside the clear boundaries of becoming one flesh. He says that, you know, the two will become one flesh. And it's very clear in the word, um, what a marriage was ordained for and when you decide to go against that um you just you just completely break covenant and god is a god of covenant and um in exodus twenty fourteen, it says one of the commandments says you shall not commit adultery god does not take these things lightly he does not take you cheating on your spouse lightly at all. He does not like it at all. So um, I would just admonish anybody who thinks that, you know, marriage is just another relationship. No, it's not. 
marriage is a purposeful um, covenant that God created and ordained from the beginning of creation um, that basically is supposed to represent the same type of marriage and connection and intimacy and um, relationship that Christ has as his bride, the church. So when you try to um, just dumb marriage down to just, you know, a piece of paper, like people like to say, no, no ma'am, no sir. God looks at marriage very seriously and marriage has a biblical purpose and it's not to be played with and it's not to just be, you know, just because I feel like I'm upset, I'm mad at my spouse or she's looking good, he's looking good, let me go and, you know, try to get with that. Like, absolutely not. Um, Hebrews 13 and 4 says, Marriage is honorable among all and the bed is undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers will be judged. So God's going to judge the adulterer. You cannot just play with that. Like, it's just like, oh, I just cheated on you and um, I'm sorry. Then you turn around and do it again. Like, you just, you can't, you can't do that type of stuff. God don't play about that. Um, and then Jeremiah 13, 27. I have seen your adulteries and your lustful nines, the lewdness of your harlotry so basically it's being a whore when you break covenant god calls it you're being a harlot and a harlot is just like you know another term for being a whore um your abominations on the hills in the fields woe to you O jerusalem will you still not be made clean then in um proverbs 6 32 whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding he who does so destroys his own soul now this isn't you know just for men this is for women as well whoever commits adultery with a person you lack understanding and you have to seek the um the knowledge and truth of God and the scriptures to have you to have a a right understanding of what marriage means and you destroy your own soul when you break covenant and you fall into adultery as a married person. I'm just trying to get you guys to see how serious this is. And then Matthew 5, 27 through 28, You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. Now this is Jesus speaking, but I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And that goes for, you know, I just see this so much. I see it so much in my life where I just see men just And I'm just speaking on men, because women, I know that there are um, women who can be just as lustful as men, but since I'm a woman, I've witnessed it from men. And they can just literally 
really just look at you in the most disgusting ways basically just eyeballing you it makes you feel violated that is nothing but you committing adultery in your heart lustfully looking upon a person as if they are a piece of meat or something that's just is it i don't like that at all that really has always disgusted me and <laughs> um that's not a joke the way god views adultery when when you know he says that you will be judged and it's lewd it's lustful it's dishonorable it defiles he's looking at the same way that you look at somebody lustfully he's looking at you you're just as guilty as if you went and had sex with that person so and i know um pornography opens up the door for that when a man or a person and i only keep referencing men because i'm a woman and this is what i've experienced um, when they are always looking at you in that nasty, creepy way, most of the time they probably have a porn addiction too. And it shows like just by the way you look at people. Um, 1 Corinthians 6, 15 through 16 says, do, do, you not, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. So when you have sex with somebody and, you know, they're not your spouse, you're you're basically joining yourself to a whore. I don't care if that person is only having sex with you. If they know you're married, they're a whore. And God's word says you're joined to a harlot. And then you guys become, you two become one flesh. So you're literally opening up the door for soul ties and all types of mess. Um, Ephesians 5.28 says, So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So if you're faithful, not only to your spouse, but to God, it shows how you feel about your own self. If you're faithful to your husband or your wife and you love them, you don't, you don't break the covenant. You don't go against that God-ordained union. It shows that you love yourself. And, when you, and then it said earlier that when you... Um, you go against that then you're destroying your own soul so yeah that's that's not a game these types of things are, are not a joke y'all just because the world makes it seem like light issues and it's not a big deal it really truly is and it it just it just warps and and taints and and perverts so many things about how you view yourself and the others, the opposite sex. It just opens so many doors and it creates traps in your life. Um, just the sexual immorality, you know, having sex outside of marriage, that thing, like the enemy tries to give you, you know, little resources to make you feel like, oh, I can do this and get away with it. Like the whole, um, 
birth control thing, it just kind of like gives you a way to just do this and feel like I won't have to suffer the repercussions of unwanted pregnancy or single parenthood, stuff like that. Um, another another um, consequence of, of it all is sexually transmitted diseases. When you, when you start to open up yourself to these types of sins, there's going to be consequences that follow. Um, and abortion is another terrible, terrible, terrible thing. Um, it's a tool that the enemy has created and, and uses to make people feel like they can get away with their um, fornications and their sexual immorality basically like just do it freely if you get pregnant just kill your baby and i used to support it i've even done it i'm not gonna try to sit here and act like i haven't that's why i'm telling y'all from the beginning these are not things that i have not some of these things are things that i have myself had to experience as consequences for my sinful behavior and none of it is fun. It really breaks you down. And it just it just creates so much brokenness within yourself when you subject yourself to these things. And then you have to suffer for these decisions that you've made. So just put away all fornications and sexual immorality because they ensnare you and they are they create strongholds. They create um ungodly soul ties when you have sex with people like somebody i know she was you know had two kids by you know a guy and he was very abusive and cheating on her with all types of people just coming out the woodwork just cheating on her so bad and beating her up and using her and just completely in every way possible violating this girl and she just cannot understand why she cannot leave him alone why she continues to answer the phone for him hook up with him when he feel like having sex with her after knowing everything that he's done to her and just like literally dogged her like to the 25th power and she just don't understand why she can't stop messing with him and it's because i had to tell her you have a soul tie with him that's that's a good indication if you let somebody just do absolutely any and everything to you and you still can't let them go it's because you've created an, an ungodly soul tie and you should probably look into that you guys it's very it's so much information out there that um goes in depth about ungodly soul ties and what they mean and you know the the um the um things that indicate whether that's something you're dealing with or not how to break free you also open up yourself to demonic attack when you are sexually immoral and it also breeds like even more perversion it messes up your identity and it's just so many different you you even like subject yourself to your body getting sick getting ill you know birth control can can mess your body up in certain ways. I've heard stories of women, you know, you see it on TV. If you took this type of birth control and you may be entitled to compensation, blah, blah, blah. You know, that stuff can, can mess you up. 
different ways. Sexually transmitted diseases can mess you up. Uh, you can catch the worst, which is, you know, AIDS, HIV. You can literally die from that stuff. And, um, you know, it creates single parents. It creates, you know, opens up the door for people to, you know, go get abortions because they don't want it. It just, you know, creates these toxic and um, dysfunctional relationships. You open yourself up for the enemy. Like, just the enemy can just start to attack you, period. Like, it doesn't even have to be, like, you know... It the, the attack doesn't have to come through anything sexual. It could just be in your everyday life. You know, you can just have, like, demonic opposition, demonic attack. You know, it can affect you and, like, him trying to take your life. Um, him just, you know, you can get stuck in poverty um he can attack you in the mind you know you can start to deteriorate mentally you know it can just cause depression like these things that we don't even connect to being sexually immoral just demonic attack through your dreams you can have nightmares like it just opens you you just literally open up yourself to the demonic realm, to the enemy and all his, you know, schemes to try to, you know, hinder you, to try to break you, to try to take your life. Like, it's just a horrible thing. So you guys, um, if there's anything that I've spoken of that you can relate to, and I didn't go deep enough in depth with um, explaining it or, breaking it down then i would just suggest you look it up because um there there's so many different resources and uh so much information a lot of things that i didn't know about the things of god i would research and he gave me great understanding when i really start to try to study things you can find this stuff all throughout his word i would say read his word and you know sometimes you may just have to go like to a christian um some type of Christian content and read the godly. Don't read what the world has to say about it. Read the godly perspective of these things. God will give you understanding. He will definitely make a way. Um, he will give you a way of escape and he will give you like practical tools to um, help you to overcome and to keep yourself from these things. So I just want to say um, thank you all for listening. I'm just going to pray for anybody who's struggling with these things right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for the truth found in your word. Lord, thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit that leads us to all truth that guides us, Lord. Thank you for your conviction, Lord God, that leads us to repentance, Lord. And I just want to lift up my brothers and sisters right now, every single person listening right now that is being ensnared and entrapped by any of these things, Lord Jesus, Lord God, I just pray, Lord, that you would make a way, Lord, make a way of escape, Lord. Give them strategy, Lord God, to keep themselves from this, Lord God. Lord, show them, Lord, no matter what it is, no matter how hard they have to fight, tooth and nail, Lord God, to be freed from this, Lord God. 
Give them every resource and every tool that they need, Lord God, so that they may be enlightened, Lord. And even people who are deceived in these lifestyles, Lord, show them the truth, Lord. Show them, Lord God. Touch their hearts, Lord God, to show them the error of their ways, Lord. Lord, I just pray right now, Lord, that you would just give them, Lord, a supernatural encounter with you, Lord God, that will show them, Lord, that you are enough, Lord God, that they don't have to go after fleshly desires, Lord God, but there is fullness of joy and wholeness found in you, Lord. Show them their true identity, Lord God. Show them, Lord, that they don't have to go look into the opposite sex for validation, Lord. Show them, Lord God, that they can be found holy and fully in you, Lord God. Give them the truth of how you view them, Lord God. And Lord Jesus, I just pray right now, Lord, that you would comfort them, Lord, in all the broken places, Lord God. A lot of times these sexually immoral things are stemming from brokenness inside. So Lord God, I just pray, Lord, that you will reveal to them, Lord God, show them the dark parts of their hearts, Lord, even the ones that they don't even know that are there, Lord God, and help them, Lord, to begin to do a work on themselves, Lord God, and you massage their hearts, Lord God, to soften it, Lord, to show them, Lord, who they are, Lord God, to comfort them, Lord God, and to heal all those broken places, Lord, even places stemming from childhood, Lord God. Lord, and just show them, Lord God, you are the way, Lord. You are the truth, Lord. You are the life, Lord God. And it cannot be found in lust, Lord God. It cannot be found in the opposite sex, Lord God. It cannot be found in ungodly connections and ungodly soul ties, Lord, and ungodly sexual encounters, Lord God. But it can only be found in you, Jesus. So, Lord, I just pray, Lord God, that you would just, by your spirit, Lord God, grace them, Lord God, to overcome, Lord release them right now lord break the strongholds lord god break it off right now in jesus name lord god give them freedom lord god give them liberation lord liberation only found in you jesus set the captives free lord god release the shackles lord god of sexual immorality lord god anything that has them bound lord god lord god right now lord i just pray lord god that you would do a work in their lives lord god that they may go out, Lord, after they've got their freedom, Lord, to proclaim it, Lord God, and to let everybody know how you redeemed them, Lord God, and that you may be glorified. And I just thank you, Lord God, for everything that you've done for me concerning these things. And Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do for them, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for listening. Um, God bless you, and I love you. Tune in next time. And I'll see you guys later.